So please welcome, with the function room, Carla O'Regan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Eleanor. Uh, hopefully I'll be talking to you again shortly, Eleanor. Thanks, Emily, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, I'm on the mic now. Um, and just, just to make the increase that podcast feel, uh, I'm going to play my theme tune into the microphone, and I'm going to fade by moving the phone away. So let's, let's see how that works. Oh, isn't that nice? Paid for music as well, too, so I bought this, so it's okay to use it. So let's try a fade. Welcome to the Function Room with Colm O'Regan. A comedian chats about maths. And now I need to figure out a way of fading all the way down. By I'll throw the phone out into the room and I need to somehow press pause on it while maintaining eye contact with the camera. This is live podcast TV, folks. We just, the phone's locked. Anyway, there we go. I paused it. I paused it. So we have done now an actual fade in and fade out uh, just by moving my hands. Welcome to the function room. It's a mixture of, well, it's basically me talking to mathematicians. And this time around, I'm going to be talking to somebody who's a bit similar background to me, Eleanor Tiernan, uh, who you may have heard of already at this whole cat cast festival. Uh, It's here in Kilkenny. So just to set the scene for Function Room listeners who will be listening to this in perpetuity in the podcast universe. Uh, it's being uh, recorded at the Set Theatre here in Kilkenny uh, in the midst of the lead-up to Christmas 2020. And it's quite nostalgic walking through Kilkenny. I haven't been in Kilkenny. I normally would have been here three or four times at various festivals walking through the town to see that they've widened some of the narrowest footpaths in the world to enable people to walk safely uh, around the place. It is kind of uh, a little bit bittersweet because I am looking at pubs that ordinarily would have had leads, clutching hurleys, uh, supping pints of lager, just standing outside, just drinking, and it's not that anymore. And indeed, I saw somebody walking down the street who looked a bit locked, and I was, aww... Isn't that lovely? It's just that nice touch of nostalgia to see somebody walking drunkenly down the street. Uh, safely, I might add, for anybody getting the willies about that. Let me introduce my guest. Eleanor Tiernan, welcome back to the stage. Thanks, Colin. Multitasking as uh, uh, the host of the evening, but also a guest. You have to switch codes now yeah. uh, in order to take part, but no bother to you are uh, one of the top comedians in Ireland and also just achieving great success across the world. Possibly but, the two easiest jobs, though, of the, of the whole event, yes. uh, you know, hosting and being a guest on something. Yes, indeed. There's, yeah. no, there's no pressure whatsoever, apart from when I look at you and go, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> and you go, we didn't rehearse no, whatsoever. No, I don't. <laughs> but not only are you a comedian of some renown, a great writer as well, too, a bit like me, you did civil engineering back in the day. That's right. And you worked as a civil engineer. I did civil engineering up until... Uh, college or in college and then I left uh, to do to go work in something to do with computers and also because uh, based on the ratios of people in my class I also wanted to meet women uh, to meet more (laughs) than five in out of 50 Uh, so I moved into something else but uh, our shared past is something I've actually wanted to kind of just chew the fat with you about some sort of kind of mixture of engineering and comedy which you don't always really find as the topic of 
<laughs> enormous podcast, but I thought now would be a great opportunity to do that. So yeah. you are, just to introduce you to our listeners, Eleanor Tiernan, uh, where are you from? I'm from Athlone in County Roscommon. And as Colm described, I went to college uh, to do engineering and that was in Galway. Yes. Uh, and then moved to Dublin where the, uh, yeah, the engineering started and then merged into comedy. And how long were you engineering for? How, were you, how long were you, did you have a proper job for? Yeah, I did three years uh, in a private company uh, and then another three years in the public service. Uh, yeah, and then that was, that was the end of it. We thank you for your service. Is there any projects yeah. you'd like to tell us about that you were instrumental in making happen? Yes. Yes, I would actually. Uh, uh, there's there's a few. Uh, there's uh, the, the, one has come to fruition. I love looking at it. Uh, the Dublin Waste to Energy Plant down in Ringside. Really, that's you. That, well, yeah, that's I, worked you. On, I worked on. on Is on, that the big that kind of futuristic thing that looks a bit like where? The government is broadcasting all its mind control Absolutely. waves and 5G and yeah. uh, MKUltra. Yeah, Bond villain would, would, would build for himself. That's, it's an extraordinary that's building. So for anybody yeah. who wants to Google it, down on Ring's End, it's kind of trapezoidal. So it's like a chopped off pyramid. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 I, I'm only going, the structure is... is you know, I appreciated the same as everybody else because yeah. we were the on the contracting side of it. The private company went and did their own design on it. Yes, uh, yeah. But you didn't object to the design. You were happy enough to work on it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in that giant behemoth, down near the iconic Poolbeg mm. Towers in Dublin, is this shiny grey building. It shines. It glistens in the sun. But somewhere in that are sums. That you did calculations, calculations yes. that you did. Yeah, yeah. I would have the job I had at the time was trying to work out whether the the community of Dublin was producing enough waste <laughs> to justify the building of this big uh, incinerator. And uh, that's almost a dirty word. You're not supposed to say incinerator. It's not, not an incinerator. Yeah. It's a waste to energy waste plant. Waste to energy plant. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's because the, the incinerators. They burn stuff and that's not, that's not what we're at here. We're making no. energy. We're <laughs> yeah. generating. A bit like this whole festival, we're generating energy from waste. Yeah. Really. <laughs> waste, waste engineers. So you were working out, doing the sums. Do we have enough shit? Do we have, do we have our shit together? Yes, exactly. Yeah, to to build one of these uh, uh, things because the worst thing that can happen is if you build one of these white elephants and, and uh, there isn't enough waste to go into it and it's a waste of money. Yes. Then so you have to you have to you know there's a sweet spot I think uh, in those kind of designs where you but you don't the thing you also want, don't want to do is to build too big a waste energy yes. plant and encourage people to create even more waste. Yes, because again we want people to somehow generate a bit of energy at home uh, <laughs> rather than shipping all their stuff down. So so buried in there are little annotations, so calculations based on what the average person does when they consume, the number of people there are and how many lorry loads of stuff. Yeah, and how much of the well, waste sorry, is... Sorry, pipe, pipes down, is it? Uh, no, no, it's uh, it's household waste. Household waste. Yeah, yeah, so it would. How much of the household waste is combustible is yeah. the is the thing, and how much how much is going to be recyclable because the recyclables will be taken out, which creates less to combust. Uh, and you're trying to predict over the next few years how much is recycling going to take off because the more people recycle, the smaller the waste energy plant. 
the so so was anybody involved in running any advertising campaigns that had the tagline of sure just horse it into the bin yeah (laughs) don't mind your recycling uh this was uh, paid for by the people behind the incinerator (laughs) that was yeah that would have been music to their ears but that's the kind of like because it is kind of back it's sort of so it's very complicated calculations but ultimately it boils down to a person and their decisions like you know when Mm. you know when you you're standing at the bin and there's a little angel and a devil on your shoulder <laughs> and like, will I wash out this yogurt oh, container yeah. or not? And, the, and, and that, that little decision yeah. about whether you wash out the butter, the Kerrygold uh, spreadable butter, uh, because yeah. obviously the, the foil wrap stuff can't be recycled. But if you're there with your Kerrygold's spreadable butter, wondering, will I wash it out or Is not? Is there enough room on the draining yeah. board for it? It's <laughs> kind of what it comes down to for me. And all those, all those moments where people are, you know, when you find something at the back of the fridge yeah. and it has grown not just a culture, but a civilization. <laughs> so, you know, something that was bought with the best of intentions. I of, do know that. Yeah, yes, yes. maybe it might have been like onion marmalade, like oh, yeah. one of those ingredients. Creme, creme fraiche, something. <laughs> yeah, so, I use once every six yeah. months. Yeah. They should really just make creme fraiche in, in the shape of a spoon. What, what would be held on one spoon yeah. for that one time you did chili? Yeah. Uh, so all of those things roll up into this the sums that you were doing yeah uh, and eventually it goes into uh, uh, back to Dublin City Council they get into a contract with a big European waste person and yeah. then uh, it gets built and after that it's up to the council then to crack the whip and make sure they, they stay in line and to the best of my knowledge apart from controversy about burning <laughs> stuff it, it, you, you got the button. Nobody, it never came in on the list of great Irish things that cost five times as much as they were planned, did it? That's true. Yes, yeah. we should. We deserved a pat on the back for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no National Children's Hospital. No, no. Uh, I often, I often think about the because uh, it's it sums as well too, where people don't know how to work out percentages of inflation. But you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's like when they plan something big in Ireland. How much is it going to cost? A hundred million. How much? One hundred and ten million. What did you say? One hundred and twenty million. Yeah. You know. Oh, sorry. For, oh, you want a roof? Oh, well, that'll cost more. Like it's Completely. that kind of thing. So for 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 listeners abroad, our National Children's Hospital is now, I think, like the most expensive hospital in the world so far, and hasn't been built yet because. And yeah. every time it rains, the price goes up. So so this well, is where this is where you've come from. That's yeah, and then uh, yeah. Then I met comedy and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and any more projects that uh, that strike you as you'd walk past any bridges that you go ah yeah like they're all over the country yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. out of a fair, fair bit of contact with most of the landfill sites around Ireland as well <laughs> uh, similar enough interaction working out the, the size they needed to be and investigating what kind of technology was yeah. applicable. Great. It feels like somewhere you should have carved your name in wet cement yeah. on some project. Uh, it's true. Eleanor, it's true. Eleanor was here. My father had a tradition. I don't know as many people have any bit of cement that would be put down anywhere around the farm. Yeah. He'd make us put our names and the date somewhere in it. Uh, the, I remember it's record not, keeping. It's record keeping. Yeah, exactly. Like in the hope that maybe future archaeologists will discover, yeah. you know, Cullum Zephyr, the name of the dog. Uh, 1983 at the entrance to our septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> this, is old, this is old style environmental engineering now, which is 
basically a concrete pit and then it just went off into the field sure. and the grass grew very well actually yeah. we had a, we had quite a low bottom to start off with yeah. regarded, uh, with all that stuff this is this is great because i, I mean I've, uh, back in say 10 years ago when podcasts were kind of beginning i used to hear people talking about nerds yeah. and nerdy people and that kind of became an identity for a lot of people and yeah. i was looking at them going these people are they're not really nerds. No. Like they're they're still talking about cool things. Yes. They're talking about vinyl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no no, re- no real nerds are making podcasts. Like there's no podcast about bitumen, yeah. which <laughs> we would know about. Yeah. These are the kind of conversation where you didn't realize you wanted to talk about you know waste plants until somebody just unlocked that treasure trove of memories That's for it. you. Yeah. It becomes yeah. a nostalgic trip down memory lane of Ireland's uh, piecemeal attitude yeah. to waste production. <laughs> so uh, you, you were an engineer for a while and then you went into comedy. Uh, fast forward just to now and then we'll, then we'll work backwards. So the reason, well, part of the reason this, because there's a question at the end of this long introduction, I promise. Right. Part of the reason why this podcast exists is uh, sort of a, at the start of this pandemic uh, around about March. I don't know whether you experienced the same thing where there was that sense of this version of the world has now drawn to an end and now we're approaching a new phase. And at that moment, I knew that all the gigs for the year were gone. Mm. And so inspired by desperation and also a sense of patriotic duty, I signed up for the HSE. Would you like to help? Sure. Call that went out and you you go onto a website and then they ask you a series of questions. And as I went down through the series of questions, answering no to all the are you any use at I all? I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. What can you do for us? And then I realised by the end of that rather dispiriting experience that I was in this current phase, useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I used to be useful and I used to have a skill that people wanted and I used to, I used to do sums and then I did you know, computer coding, you know, like proper hard skills that get worshipped in this version of our kind of what we consider useful. And so I said, I want to just do some sort of maths. And if if I don't know it myself, but I'd like to tell other people about it. Did you, when you, when all of this was starting, did you experience a similar uh, sense of uselessness and start thinking back to earlier Eleanor? Completely. And I, like I, I did, I applied for a few, few jobs. I went, I, you know, to see what, what was out there. I did what you did in the UK in that they had a similar scheme of, you know, sign up, be available, but they never got in touch. Clearly they, they obviously uh, made the same judgment about, as, about me as about you. You felt as ro- robo screened as me. Like yeah. just, no human even had to deal with our applications. <laughs> or else it could be just the Tory government just were no good. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's we should never discuss. Like that possibility. So anyway, you're in this. So position. anyway, I was uh, okay. Well, what can I do? How can be I, I be of help? And I, 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 I guess my my knowledge of engineering is 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 this this massive gap now. Yeah. But I thought maybe I would try and uh, you know look at things that were slightly adjacent to it and see if there was any 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 jobs I could be doing. There's jobs out there I haven't even heard of right. now. Things like um, uh, I applied for a job as a customer experience manager. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like what like how. Well, I don't I have no idea. Is it? Did you, you know, did you come across the phrase customer joy at all in your travels? Because that's a, that's 
Yes. That's, yeah, the next level. Of I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a whole new uh, uh, yeah, field of expertise uh, some people have. Uh, I guess growing up, there was just this big sense of, you know, focusing on books and, you know, uh, you know, if you, if you don't, you know, learn your 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 geography, you know, you're, you're screwed. Well, now, if it's, you know, if you don't learn, if you learn your geography, you'll, you'll never be prime minister. You know, that's yeah. the kind of... <laughs> Uh, uh, scenario it, it is like it's, it's basically clowns want to yeah. be famous so yeah I, I, I've, I've been processing that for quite a while yeah um, uh, and now yeah that that's, this this feels like it is just speeding the whole thing up and it's weird because as comedians in theory we are so much in touch with customer joy and customer experience and the flip side of customer lack of joy and customer not enjoying the experience because we see them right out in front of us. So straight away, we know whether our job is having an impact on their level of joy. Yes. Uh, So surely we should have been right at the top of the list. You'd think they'd be coming looking for us, but uh, no, they don't seem to put that together, I don't think. Did you find, so this is one thing that uh, afflicted me um, because, you know, years ago I was had this engineering thing and then worked in a job job for a while that had a lot to do with numbers, I became, started to become unhealthily fixated on uh, case numbers. And, oh, yeah. And the, the stats behind that. And and felt uh, I had a little bit more expertise yes, than the, the yeah. normal person. Were, yeah. were you Dunning-Krugering it yeah. as well, just like me? Yeah. yeah, for sure. How were you was dealing with the temptation of sending a authoritative tweet about how the average number of cases in Bosnia-Herzegovina is something that we could map to ourselves and just see what they're... Is that, is that where you were at, kind of going, I think I, think I can help yeah, people with this? Yeah, I th- and I don't think anybody else has really seen this. Maybe yeah. I could be the one to, to break this big story, <laughs> trying to, you know, spotting where people didn't spot the difference between a, a linear graph or an exponentially increasing oh, yes. graph, yeah. you know, and, you know, drawing their attention to that. But then when you look at the at the tweet, there's always like four or five replies in before you who've already done the same yeah. thing. Yeah, so. a lot of a lot of professors who've studied this for 20 years and they're just <laughs> trying to break into the entertainment area. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, stay, stay in your lane. We'll do, we'll yeah. do jo- jokes. I wrote uh, an article for the journal about exponential growth and I, I thought this would be the start. But as I was writing it, and this is how I decided if I'm going to do a podcast, it's going to be asking people who know more than me. Because as I started, so what, you'd, what, what would happen is you'd look up a thing on Wikipedia and you'd say exponential. But Wikipedia doesn't tolerate fools. It's like, it'll be like the exponential blah, blah, blah is related, you know, the, uh, the R number relates to the eigenvalue of the eigenmatrix. And then you have to click on that and then you're all the way back. And then eventually you're kind of going, where's the first page of maths? Yeah. Where they do the sums. And then maybe I'll work it from there. So pretty soon I realized I'd run out of road in terms of my own knowledge. Completely. Yeah. Similar. So... Branching into uh, what I would like to call pie in the sky, shy talk, linking (laughs) maths and other things. Did you, uh, how did you find time passing during your sense of time in lockdown? Did that change? I mean, it was, yeah, there was a a kind of, I think it had a kind of a weird effect on my mind. All right, because uh, it, it seemed like it went on for much longer than it did like there there was a time like lockdown happened end of March say and then there was a a time in in mid May where I was like 
like I couldn't tell you what time of year it is at yeah. all. But then I also have this, uh, which actually kind of ties into this theory that I have about time, which is that I don't think our brains are are, are with the program on time. Yeah. Our brains are measuring it in a completely different way to how clocks are obviously like our brains yeah. are just. Uh, just it, it's just getting information and doesn't you know if it gets a lot of information over a short period of time it thinks that's a long time yeah yeah and while if it's if if if, the, if nothing is happening over a very long period of time it feels like that's a short time yes you're onto something like that i think exists so there's a thing called mind time oh, yeah. so mind time is different because mind time uh, as you said depends on processing images and stimuli and all that that's why a child those summers seem to go forever when you're a child because as far as you're concerned so much stuff happens yeah so the stimulus the amount that you're processing of stimulus is inversely proportional i'm already running out of road here to your perception of how fast time is going so the more things are happening is literally one over how fast things are you think things are going exactly yeah and as you get older apparently not only does less shit happen, right? It's just yeah. like life, life doesn't, there's nothing happening. Like you're not making any new friends, uh, which is, you know, there's one of the things I miss about, uh, about the, like the lockdown. I wasn't a big person for going to weddings. I was like, oh, it's going to cost money and then we're going to have to do the internet. But there was always that bit at a wedding, which seemed to go on forever. And it was lovely, which was the period of time in between the reception, uh, between the ceremony and the reception. Mm. So that hour and a half of Prosecco and small biscuits and possibly scones, depending on yeah. the aesthetic. Generally, it was the scones are brought in to keep ants happy. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they'll want something. They'll be wanting something after the ceremony now because they've come from they've come from Dingle. Yeah. So you'll need to be feeding them. So that's where scones kind of come in with Prosecco for the young people. Yeah. But that hour and a half and... It's, so you, so you, there's a dramatic release of tension after the ceremony and then you've got this period of an hour and a half, which seems to go, it's like a long summer. Yeah. So you're in the middle of that summer and, you know, it's, it doesn't se- seem long. And then you're, you get to the end of it and it's like that can only have been a month. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was it was like four months. You're like, holy exactly. Shit. But without the Prosecco. Because at the, at the wedding, somebody rings a bell and ends it. But what makes the time seem... Uh, like a lot happened is that you make new friends you know you ever make friends at an Irish wedding because we don't you know at this age uh, oh you're, the friends you make at an Irish wedding yeah, are, yeah, yeah. and you agree with them yeah. on everything like mm-hmm. on the, and you're just they, somebody says how can I not have met you before like yeah. that kind of comes into it as well because you have all these connections with this person but, exactly and then they've, they've just come into your life and then and then you split up with them to go to a, a different table and like it's yeah. the kind of situation where you would actually discuss waste per person produced versus <laughs> the sizing of a waste plant at the pool near the pool bag chimneys and that's and so so you're you're right you're onto something like if more things happen yeah your brain is going and your perception of time goes much longer yeah so so as you get older less stuff happens you also get more always tired and that's why you're 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 going i can't believe it's five o'clock Uh, and as you get older, you're, you're more tired. And also there's some other stuff. Oh, yes. In your brain, because your brain is getting bigger, there are more connections going on. So when you're processing a new experience, you're taking longer to process it 
because you're doing all this worry. You're, all this wor- you're also worrying, which you don't and do as a child. And grow new parts of your brain exactly. to take it. Uh, and that's why it seems like time flies, which doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, but they've done studies. I looked it up and I'm, I'm firmly going to believe in the studies on this one. Do you still think kind of engineeringly when you are going through normal domestic life or comedy life, do you find yourself yeah. doing little back-of-the-envelope calculations about just ordinary stuff? Yeah, like I definitely use it in communication loads as a way of a problem, trying to describe a problem that you have to somebody and you're hoping that that person will have, uh, will, you know, you're just grasping at anything yeah. that might make sense to the person. So, yeah, sometimes a, an engineering problem, an engineering system will mimic the problem that you're having. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't, I, it could be very far away from engineering. Uh, I think I was telling you about um, this, about this personal experience I had before where I was with somebody, uh, staying with them abroad, but it turned out uh, I began to realise that they had um, a mental illness, uh, which was, you know, a, 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 a serious situation, but it, it all got sorted at the time. But uh, the, I, I, the, re, the reason, I, I, for, it took me ages to think about what was the, what, 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 what did it feel like in that situation? And to me, it, it actually started to become similar to a plumbing problem, <laughs> which yeah. it, like obviously doesn't seem like it would. But the reason was because me and this other person, we were connected to each other and we were abroad. So I had no other connections to right. the world other than this person. So you were downstream. I was exactly yeah. I was yeah so I, I and I was the only person downstream of yeah. them so I was going to them for I guess what a, a broad term but juice if you like <laughs> just general yeah. juice of yeah. conversation yeah. crack yeah um uh, a, a banter you know who's putting on the kettle you know yeah. th- this and, kind of and stuff and they control the valve they were, they, they, but they weren't out of their comfort zone. I yeah. was, yeah. so they were able to get juice from other people, but no juice was getting through that right. person okay. to me. So that was how I kind of started to picture it, uh, yeah. and was able to, I guess, have. I feel like I have a more expo- a, a successful explanation of what the situation is like. And I don't even know if this is how electricity works, but you're all like the, the Christmas light at the end. Yes, like, that exactly. Yeah, like the it, the Christmas lights at the end, or they're really hoping somebody notices yeah. that. They're they're not on. But if it's dark, yeah. you don't know you're there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, what, what did you do? Did you have to uh, splice yourself or pipe yourself to another network? I had to, yeah, lay, lay some new pipe <laughs> <laughs> to some adjacent nodes in the, in the network and try and uh, create some, get some juice for myself that way. It's amazing that this is not a sexual metaphor. This is purely Completely, still plumbing yeah, and yeah. personality driven. Yeah, Absolutely, very good. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a far, I think that's, we've broken new ground uh, in this. <laughs> One of the things that I've been thinking about over the last while in terms of jokes and uh, a little bit about maths is my children have started telling jokes to me, you know, and, but they're, they're typically Christmas cracker jokes that they've then uh, adopted and it feels like a little bit like how knowledge, like maths knowledge is, you've got a basic equation. So, yeah. so the, the joke that uh, Ruby told me, she's five and then Lily is three. Uh, so Ruby is now at the age where she's recognising the standard structure of a joke. And children love telling jokes because it's the bit where they're in control. Mm. So they have a piece of information that the grown up doesn't. 
which is the punchline. Sure. Even though I probably do because I've seen the job before, but not going to, you know, ruin the child's Christmas or anything. But so she, so she's, so she tells this joke repeatedly, you know, why did the potato go to the doctor? Because he wasn't peeling very well, right? Um, And it's a good joke. That's a solid joke. But now it's like, why did the pig go to the doctor? Because he wasn't oinking very well. But what I love is that she... You're not pulling her up on that one, no? No, I mean, but but it's important that I don't because to to link it to scientific discovery, what she's doing is fearlessly adapting something that she knew already. Yeah. And then going, what if yeah. it was a pig? Yeah. Like, what? Where would that take us? You know. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's abandoned the idea of jokes at all. She's well, really. But, but she's this, it's still part. a recognizable structure. So it's like she's taken yeah. this. She's taken so she's taken e equals mc squared and says, does it work in every case? Like you know, does it like what about what about a universe where <laughs> energy, mass, and the speed of light aren't related in the same way? What if instead of a potato, which is which is already a huge leap, the idea of a potato going to the doctor, yes, you know, and spe- and having enough confidence, yes, to tell the doctor because it must be intimidating being you know a, a, fun, um, a tuber, yes. um, going to the doctor and not knowing what's wrong with you, you know, and yeah. But, but she's left behind the need for the the the, the word to rhyme yes, with something yeah. that has to do with illness. Yes, that's yeah. where she's she's taken. That's the the gap between the first yeah. joke and the second joke. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. It is. I do. I do. I, I, I that that I respect that. You know, just abandoning the old fo- yeah. old form, and, challenging what the doctor's role. Might, yeah. Or what a doctor's role might be in society, because now it has to deal with. This a is pig. a new question. Yeah, we have and it's now a, it's a that vet. we didn't have no, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, but then the leap that, like, because I I admire that leap, but it is still an incremental step that she's made based on uh, knowing there's a doctor, there's somebody going to the doctor, and there's a punchline. Yeah. But then Lily, who's three, who has in a way untainted by, I suppose, the modern scientific method then told a joke based... To so many of us are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> based on... Um, so originally based on Chicken Cross the Road, mm-hmm. but it's why did, why did Mrs. Toaster cross the road? Because she wanted to see the Toast movie, right? So, so now, now we're in a completely different... There are no, the rules that we've hung on to. Yeah. That, that, you know, the maths we know. It's like she has redefined something, like... And I, I just, I think this, uh, you know, can we do that with humour? Like, because, you know, first of all, the idea of a Mrs. Toaster, like that is a she gender and that she's married. She doesn't introduce who she is. No, no. Yeah, she, 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 she's acting like we know who the toasters are. Yeah. And this is just Mrs. Toaster yeah. of the, to- the very, you know, well-known yes. toasters. Yeah. But no, she's, she's just gone in with Mrs. Toaster straight away. Exactly. And the, like crossing the road is like the equal sign. That's the only thing recognisable. About the whole sure, thing. Like, that's yeah. the only thing that we could map to something that we're familiar with. But she is fearless about saying, like, Mrs. Toast across the road. And there isn't even, like, there's a Toast movie, right? And, like, it feels I like... I know that, actually. You know, there, I mean, there isn't. Like, there isn't yeah. a Toast movie, but in, in Lily's world, there is. And it feels like the invention of imaginary numbers are, you know, the equations inside a black hole. It's like she's saying... Yeah. What if... You know, here I like this back of the envelope calculation. What if Mrs. Toaster crossed the road? And, mm. I, you know, that's 
I mean, it's a tenuous link between maths and children's jokes, but I think we kind of fulfilled our remit according to who we should thank as well, too, by the way, the Department of Arts, Culture, the Gwaeltuck, the Heritage, and what else do they do? They, they do uh, sandwiches as well, don't they? Yeah. They, they do lots of stuff. Greyhounds racing. Greyhounds, like. yeah. <laughs> both, the, both the allowing and the banning of greyhound-related sports. Uh, well, that, that, that peeling very well joke is just excellent, though, because of the, 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 the... It's one of those jokes that feeling very well is, is obviously... Like, you do that in your head before you... Like, so it's so quick... You know, and then and you go, oh no, feeling that feeling peeling. Yes, uh, yeah. it, it's it's it, the whole the one of the big skills that I don't get to all the time, but is trying to trying to uh, get to the punchline before the audience uh, obviously have thought of it themselves, yeah. but also before their moral conscience kicks in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which so you, you want their their, their lizard trouble. their lizard brain or their gut yeah. engaged with the rhythm of the joke before they've had a chance to rationalise yeah. what's, what's going on. Because it's like, why would a potato... Yeah, before you'd be thinking, wondering why a potato would go to the doctor, yeah. you're already going, oh, because feeling, because it sounds like feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that, it's that feeling very well is such a, the perfect phrase to try yeah. and manipulate because it's... it's you, 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 start, you hear F and you're already there at the end of it in your head. There's a, there's a touch of uh, the vernacular about it. I like mm. it, yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we had this discussion about that about that joke. Another, God, another yeah. one, by the way, is uh, what do elves learn in school? The alphabet, uh, alphabet and then they obviously yeah. extended that to what do pigs learn in school? The pigabet, right? Right. Which sounds like a, a sponsor, a betting firm that sponsors like Huddersfield Town or something. You know, yes. in the uh, the drenching of sports with betting money, which is probably subject of another of another podcast. I, I have other stuff I wanted to talk to. Oh, by the way, you have a visual aid for us as well too. Uh, it's uh, I see a flash of pink there. I see books, text, and test. Two things. Yes, uh, well, this, this, this the... centers us in, in this, <laughs> this place's context. It introduces to your show and tell. That's right, yeah. So knowing I was coming on discussing maths, dug yeah. into the attic and, uh, yeah, just pulled out a few items of, uh, yeah, mathematical interest, I think. So uh, Before you describe them, do you know why you kept them? Is it an unwillingness to throw them out or unwillingness to throw anything out yeah. or... Uh, just forgot to throw them out. Is there some? Is there a, is is there a part of your past buried in these? Um, there is something buried. Yeah, that's right. Because when I left college and started doing comedy first, uh, I was teaching maths to uh, as a kind of a sideline to earn some cash. Yeah. So that's basically why they're still here. Is that that situation giving, could arise again? Giving uh, <laughs> <laughs> and let's get and let's get that on camera as yeah. well too as an option for Eleanor that she can actually do this. In yeah. Yeah. In the new economy. I can... Uh, and were you teach. teaching, like, giving grinds? Giving grinds, yeah, yeah on Saturdays, yeah. And did the, the two worlds yeah. ever cross over where somebody had seen you do comedy and... Oh, yes, there was, um, there was a, a, a student who's... A, uh, teacher had seen me doing comedy and she wasn't complimentary about right. my comedy, but I, I, you know... And was she, was it... Was it blunt? Like, was it hurtful? It was, it was, it was blunt, but the blow was softened by the fact that I was teaching her child yeah. to do maths, which she, or her, one of her students. So if she had been any good of a teacher, she, I wish I shouldn't have been needed in the situation. <laughs> I should never have known that child. So you were locked so, in a kind of a, both in a low both. performance circle. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you were, yeah. you were, you were, you were good enough at maths to teach it though. That's, that's good going. Well, 
Well, I, I mean, my, yeah, 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 I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I did. I, yeah, I would. I would go through a whole load of kids on a on a Saturday, and so much of the time was just spent getting them to have a go. Yeah. Just have a go at the problem, yeah. will you? You know, there was there were, there was so many of them uh, that just thought that it, it, there was something mysterious, some big yeah. mystical wall between them and and solving it, and told that it wasn't for them. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. The, the the any success I had, like the good students would always do well, but just getting somebody to kind of just have a bit more confidence at it was always the, the, yeah. the uh, just a bigger win. So I keep interrupting you. You're showing, doing your show and tell. So what's the top one there? Yes, uh, many people will know uh, uh, this one, I think, uh, the uh, excellent texts and tests. For so this would have been uh, uh, junior cert um, for three, book that does you three years. Um, uh, and this has all the quadratic equations and everything uh, in that. Does, is, just out of curiosity, does, you know, the way textbooks that have, that deal with like technical subjects, sometimes they will try an easy win to it with, a little story about how maths is the study of blah, blah, blah. Does, <laughs> does text and test bother with that? What's the first line of text and tests? Uh, the first line of text and tests. If you examine the three collections of items below, you will notice that the items of each collection are very similar. <laughs> right. And what yeah. are, are they? Is, it, is there even a photo? Uh, yeah, there oh, there's is. A photo. Yeah. Well, that's, that's quite gentle. Yeah. But is it, it's kind of mid-90s clip art or late-80s clip Pretty art. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they're straight into yeah. the numbers, yeah. Yeah, I, and, I mean... And then, so Matt's, the, the one underneath, is that more further it's up? It says higher level leave insert. What's uh, the first line stuff. of that? First Did line... Did they waste of- any time in telling you that, you know, this is, this is fun? Uh, complex numbers. <laughs> straight into <laughs> straight it. Straight in, yeah. Don't fuck yourself. Yeah, if, you're not, yeah. if you don't know what that is, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah, that was a book I, I felt a bit uh, intimidated by, uh, I think. Um, I'm not sure why now, but uh, yeah, I think, no, it was the font, actually. The font, yeah. And speaking of fonts, so that's 99, with that leaving cert there. Uh, yeah, that 94 leaving cert yeah. book. Um, and this is the 94. This is the leaving cert paper I did. Uh, the actual one you did. The actual one. So leaving cert is our version of the A-levels and whatever you're doing. is SATs, is it that in America? Is that the same level? And the baccalaureate in France. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the Einschilden Gudenvergen in Germany, or whatever it is in Germany. So uh, what, what's the typeface on that paper? Is it uh, serif? I, I call that Times New Roman. Times New Roman. Yeah. I think it's gone even friendlier now. So there was a time for people who didn't leave start even further back when the typeface was Courier New. Wow. And, you know, this even longer back. And it was something to be feared. But that's a little bit friendlier. And then it's just Comic Sans now or something. And they give you a biscuit or something. I don't know. Yeah. Things aren't as hard now as what we had it, I'm sure. Well, they, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, 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 there came a point where the Leaving Cert course... I was, I was teaching Grinds. And there came a point in the Leaving Cert course where it, it kind of just went off in a direction. And I was like, actually, do you know, I'm, I, I, I'm yeah. going to let this go. I don't yeah. know anymore how to teach this stuff yeah uh i i remember that when one of the things that went off in is the one of the few things i can remember from leaving certain maths is you would do these little extra modules and one of them was about newton's law of cooling (laughs) which the main thing you need to know is that with newton's law of cooling you could work out how long it would take an oven to cool down (laughs) if you left the door open right right so if you knew how hot the oven had been you switch it off leave the door open and you know how hot the room is before you leave the door open. Sure. Then Newton's law of cooling would tell you how quickly the oven would be safe to touch. 
it also has applications on whether you should put the milk in to the tea. Say you think the tea isn't going to be picked up for a while. So say you make tea for somebody who's notorious for leaving the tea on the counter and you're wondering what's... And you think they're going to wait 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you're, and you've made the tea. Newton's law of cooling will tell you whether it's better to put the milk in straight away or, put, or to have them put the milk in as soon as they pick up the tea. And I think it's better to put the milk in straight away because oh, okay. something cools faster if the temperature difference between it and the room is bigger. Wow. So there, right? Yeah. And also, Newton's law of cooling would tell you they use it for finding out how long a body has been dead for. Okay. So that's all I remember from those bits. That was, I don't remember that on the physics leaving sort. No, it was in maths. It was in the maths bit towards the end. Yeah, it was kind of what you do in April. Okay. Yeah, so there. Didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, my Mac, my 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 actual mock paper. Your mock paper. My leaving search. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, various various applied maths. Stuff oh yes, as well, yeah. Which uh, obviously is uh, feels like the category you're talking about there with the cooling. Uh, yes. But yeah, yeah. This is this is a lot more um, uh, just physical problems that we were we were given. Is uh, it, yeah. I remember. People the, know all this stuff. Don't I'm they? sure they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing I remember, uh, I can't remember where I learned it, and I still I don't know how to do it now, but telling you, if you left something hanging off a table, you could work out whether it was going to slip off or not. So it's the it's a chain. So if you leave a chain hanging off a table, and you know oh, some things yes. about it, yes, and it's like, yeah, like, and that. We should be doing that all the time in school, yeah. like just to stop. The coefficient like, of friction between the coefficient the chain, of friction. Yeah, if you left the, the chain yeah. hanging off, and how long, how much of the chain was there, how much of the chain was hanging down, would tell you whether it would fall off or not. Yeah, and like, and what weight was at the end of the chain? And what weight was at the end of the chain? And this is the kind of stuff that would it would stick with you if all of the maths we learned was like that. It's basically like if you could boil down leaving cert maths to. What would it do to make your parents cross with you? Or how much could yeah. you get away? Like if the ultimate, what, what you wanted to discover was like, how much would I get away with in the last while? So where, where are you at now? You're back gigging. Are you still flirting with the, out, like being useful in a numbery way, do you think? Or would you like to teach maths, maths comedy as a module <laughs> in a liberal arts college? Like, do, does it... Do I would you, actually, yeah. yeah, I think I would like that. Uh, yeah, like, it, 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 it definitely was a kind of a, a shocking kind of like, okay, there may not be no more comedy. Yeah. What's, what, how do I, how am I useful Did, in society? And also answer the question, because we were talking, you know, about the waste management thing, leaving environmental science but didn't seem like a massive deal back in 1998 <laughs> but now it's like we might need all, know, ha- yeah, all hands yeah. on deck here yeah. with this stuff we, we're gonna we're gonna need an awful lot more uh, waste <laughs> management engineers and also ones who are a bit of crack <laughs> hopefully yeah, yeah yeah well i think that is i mean we're looking to the future in all sorts of ways here mm. maybe i can um you know help with the I suppose, how we can bring children's jokes into leaps of faith needed in order to solve the climate change uh, problem and tie in with your thing. So so do you think a green maths comedy consultancy is something that we could work on together? Completely, yes. I love that idea. Okay, well, hopefully uh, this is something we'll explore in future episodes of a green maths comedy podcast. (laughs) At some stage, modelling systems of which include waste management, toddlers, 
uh, various roads and bridges that you've built and what we can learn about whether to put the milk in the tea or not. Yes, how, how Newton's uh, law on cooling applies. To all of that. To okay. waste. Well, you have been listening to the Function Room episode recorded very specially here at the uh, CatCast, a special podcast festival on the site of the Cat Laughs Festival, which has been running in Kilkenny for most of Kilkenny's history, I think, going back to medieval times. And we hope we'll be back at that next year when laughter is legal again. Laughter is currently illegal because of its aerosol spraying capabilities. I felt like I was working in something to do with asbestos when laughter became outlawed. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So at that stage, maybe people won't need to laugh as much, but they want to know more about green comedy and waste management. So we'll, we'll do this again, Eleanor Tiernan. Yes. Uh, Eleanor, is there anything you'd like to tell us about that's coming up for you that people should listen out for yes, in the new year perhaps please, yes as Colin mentioned I'll be recording a, a stand-up session with uh, BBC Radio 4 so yeah keep an eye out for that please Eleanor Tiernan thank you very much thanks for coming to the function room let me see if I can play us out on the theme tune one second let's mimic a theme tune fading in by oh where did I put my phone in between my legs weird uh, let's see if I can get that <laughs> up password let's not narrate the password out loud and let's <laughs> You've been listening to The Function Room. You can find me on Twitter at Colm O'Regan. You can find the podcast Function Room at Function Room Pod. You can find Eleanor on Twitter at Eleanor Tiernan. But for now, thanks for listening. Talk to you again in a little while. Bye-bye. Gently fade out by moving phone away. And turn it off. Thank you so much, everybody. Give it up for Colm. Another hour kills. <laughs> Do we get the grant? Do we get the yes. grant now? <laughs> um, yes, uh, come back. Uh, join us again in half an hour and then we will back, be back with more podcasts.